Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Why We Plan uh, podcast. With me is Tom Bear, a longtime friend, a longtime member of our organization, a longtime exit planner, uh, and a very knowledgeable CPA in the whole world of, of exit planning and business owner representation. So, Tom, thanks much for coming here. We always have a lot of fun with each other because we don't take anything very seriously, but this is a pretty serious topic. Exit planning. Thanks for having me, John. I'm always uh, always uh, learn a lot when I come to the annual conference and get to see some old friends. So yeah, I appreciate great. being here. So we were talking. I had it before before the podcast. I said, Tom, what are we talking about this year? He said, You know, why don't we talk about how do owners know when they're ready to start planning to exit? Um, and maybe we even back up a little bit before that. But what, what's your take on that? When should what should owners do when they're reaching the time when they know they need to start doing something or they think they should just start doing something. Well, after doing exit planning for several several years, you know, 10 plus years, I've come to realize that exit planning isn't necessarily a, a, a one-time transaction. It's an ongoing process. Right. Uh, most of the clients I've worked with, I continue to work with on an ongoing basis because it becomes a process of consulting them on um, changes to the business. So the question of when to start planning is the moment you create value in that business, right? Because you really are planning to protect that value for your, your family, for those, that, that those heirs that will uh, eventually enjoy that wealth in the event that something unexpected happens, you're going to be happy that you did that, mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, this this question, I always go to business owners uh, that want to talk about putting together an exit plan, and I challenge them with five questions. And one of those questions is, are you ready, right? Are you ready? And, and the other questions are, you know, who's your successor? How much do you need? when you know what's your time frame time frame and what next right mm -hmm. one of the other questions is what next you know what do you plan on doing after you exit the business but the are you ready question really is what i would consider low-hanging fruit it's 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 documents and key employees and uh, improving performance it's it's preparing that business for something unexpected yeah you know and I think the what's next question is, is the owner emotionally ready? Because if you have no idea of what you're going to do after you are out of ownership of your company for whatever reason, uh, that owners will hesitate to even start planning. Because, you know, I enjoy being a business owner. I'd like to do something else, but I have no idea of what I want to do. Well, it's their identity, right? It's their identity. And so... If I'm sitting with a 30-year-old business owner who has absolutely no intention of exiting the business for 30 years, right. you can plant that seed even when they're 30. Right. They need to dream about what life 
after they retire from this business will look like. And I, I think that's a good idea because a lot of 30-year-olds are not thinking of working for another 30 years. They might want to work five or 10 years, maybe transfer the ownership and do something else, but they don't have maybe the long range view of I'm just going to work until I'm tired and that may be 30 years down the road. Uh, so I think that's great. The, the other thing I wanted to talk that we didn't talk about before we began the podcast is exit planning is not necessarily going through every single step of the planning process from the initial planning to developing value to doing this. Often it's helping the owner just identify a big problem that they've got and solving it. That yeah. has to be solved in order for them to exit. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of go back to a term I like to use. It's 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 low hanging fruit, right? Mm-hmm. It's the elephant in the room. Sometimes you might feel like as a consultant, well, this is pretty obvious. They should see this, but um, but you're there to help them solve it. Right. You don't necessarily have all the answers, but you're going to help them focus on what the potential solutions are, and they're going to invest in you as their advisor to sort of walk them through those right. solutions. Yeah, and I, and I think it often there is a single biggest problem that an owner has. And it might be something, maybe I can't find a good management team or my revenue isn't growing or my best friend just dropped out of a heart attack and his business is in a shambles. I need to do something. So as advisors, uh, we need to do something about that. We can help the owner. The difference between just being a CPA or a lawyer is that in exit planning, we can solve that problem with also the larger picture in mind that you know someday this owner is going to want to exit his business and we can design the solutions to both solve today's problem but in a way that maybe develops more value for the company the way we design the solutions and we bring in other advisors. It's not you go see a CPA for this, he solves the problem or a lawyer solves this problem. It's usually these more significant problems require a multi-advisor involvement. And to do it efficiently, you should use a process. It's an exit planning process. Yeah, and, and you know, great example of that today, and probably one of the biggest value drivers in business are retaining those those key employees. Right. Right. And to, as we sit here today, we know we're in a talent shortage environment. So how do you protect that talent and the institutional knowledge that they have in the business? You know, we typically will have that conversation with a lot of business owners that are very close to an exit. Mm -hmm. But if you have key employees that are helping you grow the business, but you don't have uh, incentive plans in place and you don't have non-compete agreements in place, and you don't have potentially uh, ways to give them some equity ownership to reward them in a way to uh, for their for their um, you know helping you grow the business. You're at risk because if they're talented for you, somebody else is going to recognize that talent, and they're going to offer them something more. So um, you know it, it is a it's an example of something we. It's very common. We see that issue in business and probably now more than ever with this talent yeah, shortage absolutely. we're in. It's a, it's a real problem. And, 
And once you tie that up, uh, you've made a significant step toward really protecting the value of the business. Yeah. So it, in exit planning, the number one driver of value the, and having the ability to leave your business as a business owner, we've all, we, we all, I think, have, have developed this belief is you have to have a strong management team because you, the owner, are going to be leaving it. So what is a buyer going to be buying if it's not the management team who can continue to run the business without the owner? So Tom is exactly right. Your management team is critical to your company. It always has been, but now there's more of a threat that they would leave because of this talent shortage throughout the country. And the other great point I think Tom made is, so a lot of advisors would say, well, gee, what kind of incentives could we give this key person to stay? Uh, what does it have to be? Well, the planning advi- exit planning advisors know what might be cash, it might be ownership, depending on what the owner wants, what the management team wants, and we'll develop that incentive plan. But in addition, we have to combine this reward for your key people with the ability for you as an owner to make sure that if that key employee leaves, she cannot take anything of value from the company. Well, what's that? Usually it's other employees. It might be your good customers. It might be a vendor relationship. It might be uh, intellectual property. So that's what a non-solicitation agreement, an employment agreement, a covenant not to compete, those types of ideas combined with an incentive plan is something that exit planners do, usually almost from the initial engagement because it's so critically important. Yeah, and you talked about a lot of documents there and another good example of, you know, some, some real holes in a business are not having all of those key documents in place, whether it's shareholder agreements mm-hmm. that are up to date and address valuation and address you know, a triggering event that might force you to buy out an owner, um, all of those agreements and keeping them up to date, it's it's a real challenge for an entrepreneurial sure. business owner. But to your point about employees, it's a, it's a critical issue. And and that's why, you know, another part of your team is that attorney who can can help you with that. And 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 this is another example of why exit planning is is a is a marathon not a sprint in, in that as the business changes, as key employees potentially change, as it grows and you might have new key employees, mm-hmm. there's always a need to update. Right, right. And that's that's somewhat of a challenge for most regular advisors from the perspective that as an old lawyer, it's more of a transactional relationship that we have with a client. Come in, I'll do your employment agreement. When you need something else, come back and I'll do your estate plan. I'll do this. But it's not that ongoing relationship that really is required to make sure that as a business owner, you stay ahead of the game. And having the ability to go to the leader of your advisors, we'd like to think of that as the exit planning advisor usually, you stay on top of it. It is much more cost efficient and time efficient to do that than to go to the lawyer for this and go to the CPA for this. It's much better to do it in uh, a structured process, systematized way. 
Yeah, I agree. And again, I agree with the fact that it is hard to, to keep up with that. And, and, and frankly, it's hard to convince business owners that that's, you know, a ongoing process that needs to be one of their you know, specific goals each year is to continue to work on the business in, in regards to the exit plan. Well, you know, this is, has, this has really been an amazing comp- conversation from the perspective that Tom and I seldom agree on any one topic for more than 30 or 40 seconds. So, so this must be hitting home on something that's actually important. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, that's true, John, but I think it's all in fun, the things we don't agree on. That's true. And this, uh, there's nothing more important for an owner than to develop a path to allow her to leave the business on her terms. That's what exit planning is all about, and that's really why we plan. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition.